Hey there, folks. What do you know? It's the Uticast, episode 264. Uh, I'm back from my vacation, question mark. It was very relaxing. I had a great time with my family. We had a lot of thoughts. So, we'll bring that up in just a moment. Also this week, our good friend from the Uptown Theater Fort uh, Creative Arts, uh, U-T-C-A-N-Y, and of course, UpstateImprov.co, our good friend, Devin Mahoney, uh, is back on the show uh, talk about Upstate Tonight happening on July 25th. His t-shirts he's got for sale, which are really cool. I bought one. You should check it out. Uh, all this, folks, and so much more for another episode of the Uticast 264. We are happy to have you here. I still kind of feel like I'm in the post-vacation lull a little bit. Yeah, you pretty much went podcast to podcast. I did. Like, that's about it. You did last yeah. week's episode, you left town, you came back, and now here we are. And now we're here. <laughs> uh, we're back, folks. Episode 264. As I mentioned moments ago in the intro, Devin Mahoney uh, of the Uptown is here for, I don't even know, he's, uh, he's become a recurring guest now. Yeah, yeah. He's not even like, uh, I don't even know if I'm counting him as he as a five-timers member or anything like that. I love to see it. Yeah, good friend of the pod. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, what they're doing Uptown tonight uh, on July 25th, their next episode of their... It started doing, like, sketch shows, like a collection mm-hmm. of sketch. Really cool. I've been watching some of the stuff. Uh, and, of course, their t-shirt sale, which is going on for another 13 days, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I ordered a t-shirt. Um, I know oh, yeah. you ordered a t-shirt. I also got, um, I got a couple extras as gifts mm. for some folks. You know, who I think would like to have them, but yeah, it's always nice to, you know, during these times where people like that doing the work they're doing at the Uptown or various different artists and collectives around town, including Handshake City and Made in Utica, you know, first and foremost among a lot of them, it's nice to be able to put a little bit of money yeah. into things that are going on for all of our people who aren't raising money at events that they're doing or aren't out able to set up a vending booth and, you know, go sell yeah. whatever it is they might sell or different things like that, you know, so... Anything you can do to show support and help out. I mean, if you can do it, why not do it? Yeah, and I thought they did a really cool... Plus, everybody likes a t-shirt. <laughs> you like, like to get a t-shirt. a t-shirt. I tried to pitch to them that they should start making it a monthly thing. Like a new t-shirt every month. Mm. You know what I mean, That'd I'm telling cool. you, limited runs of things. That's mm. what I'm looking limited for. Limited runs is definitely the way I like, to go. <laughs> I People be... are still trying to get those homebrew shirts <laughs> from years ago. Years ago. Oh, man, I got to pitch that. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about my my trip. Mm. Uh, but I'll start with this. I because I left on Saturday, which is the Fourth of July. Right. I kind of missed the Fourth of July as a thing, really. Like we didn't mm. really. Like, we were also tired and kind of watched half-heartedly watched fireworks at a distance. Yeah. Uh, how was your Fourth of July? What you What did you get up to? Um, it was pretty good. I went to. I went up and visited um good friend of the pod, Cliff Montoni, and his lovely fiance Emily. Mm. Um, I went up to camp with them. Just a couple of people sitting out on the dock, uh, sitting on the lake, just sort of soaking in the sun for a bit, and then came home kind of early, made dinner, uh, took a drive around town at about 9 mm. o'clock, because there were fireworks going off everywhere, all sorts of backyards, coming down, like going down the parkway, Culver, uh, yeah. Rutger Street, Genesee Street, 
Seeing lots of great firework displays in backyards and neighborhoods. Um, the culmination of all the firework popping off everybody's been complaining about for six weeks. Uh, so yeah, that was my fireworks. And I gotta tell you, kind of better. Kind of yeah. better to drive around town and see them coming from everywhere in all sorts of different locales instead of like hiking into a park and, you know, elbowing out your patch of dirt to put like your least favorite blanket on. I See, I don't mind that. It was in my car. I had a nice, you know, I had like a nice tea. When... <laughs> You can you can't bring an iced tea outside with you. You could, but I wasn't. I mean, it's I got climate controlled. I got the leather. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, as a kid, I used to really nostalgically enjoy because I was. I, my, I was talking about that when we were having the drive. I was like, my family's very into stuff like that. Definitely, so two sisters, a lot of great memories nieces, being a nephews. kid. My mom and dad taking us out. Uh, I also feel like if like we decided in a different time and place that we were gonna mm-hmm. get the whole squad. To mm. roll down. For sure. Probably have a good time. Well, yeah, when you because back when it was the parkway and we lived a couple blocks away yeah. and everybody was like 21. Yeah, Hike it, was, it down. Yeah. I'm not hiking over a Proctor Park. <laughs> no, that's a bit... Like I said, I got the leather. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we didn't really do too much uh, yeah. on 4th of July, but I did get into a lot of shenanigans and wild stuff. And as mm. of course, I can't say any of these people's names, so you'll have to just take my word. For the people in these stories. Uh, a couple of things. I was out in Ohio. Right. I, I think it was called Huron, Ohio. It yeah. was on... I, I don't think it was in Huron County, but it was on Lake Huron, and it mm. was called Huron, so... I think it's Huron? Huron. Or is it Huron? Huron! Huron! Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were out there. Call run. And I, I'm going to describe it in a way that someone might say is... I, I don't mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It kind of had a little bit of like a Sylvan Beach meets suburbs of Rome kind of feel to it. Sylvan Beach is the suburbs of Rome. Yeah, it's that. <laughs> yes, yeah, precisely. Uh, no, it, I know what you mean. But it also had like a mean. dash of that like New England crab boating kind of industry because mm-hmm. it's on the lake on and the there's a lot the of like lakes, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like walleye mm-hmm. and perch. Well, and you get it because you know the the areas that we live in around here in New York are very similar to those parts of Ohio because it's still kind of rust belt. Yeah. Where I bet you could go around and you mm-hmm. could look at it and I would imagine if it was me, I would capture myself a lot like I do if I'm up at Sylvan Beach. And I love Sylvan Beach, a lot of cool stuff to do up there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of young people just like right here in Utica doing some similar stuff. But um, you just look around and you can't help but think, damn, this must have been something in the 70s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and look, it was, I had a great time. Yeah. My family is awesome. This was probably, mm-hmm. I talked to my sister, uh, mm-hmm. a couple days ago, yeah, yeah. one of my sisters, and we said, we said, debate, is this top five family vacations? Mm. And I was like, I would say it's in the top three. Yeah, yeah. Because no, no major blowouts, mm. no fights, very chill. It's just, you know what, because everybody's finally following the example you've been setting. Expectations were low, I think, too. Everybody, the, the, the examples you've been setting, everybody finally followed your way and had a chill time. I think, too. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, too, because everyone has been in their house. Right. Three months mm-hmm. hiding out. Cause my bar's family, a lot lower. Bar's a the lot bar's lower, a lot right? lower, yeah. We had initially... Just happy to be here. The initial plan for folks who are wondering why I was in, why I was here in this mm-hmm. weird place in Ohio... We were going to Cedar Point, which is something we've been sort of debating in my family for years. And, you know, last year we kind of committed, this is the year. We're all going to go Cedar Point. The kids are kind of old enough. Uh, I've been pitching it for a long time because I like a roller coaster. And I'm getting to the point where, I don't know if I want to be a 40-year-old roller coaster guy running out there, but I'm... Tough. 
tough. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? But if my nieces and nephews want to go, I can still go on a roller coaster. For sure. Uh, so I was pretty excited for that. And then, of course, everything happened. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of debate in my family, uh, both ways, about whether or not we should have gone on this trip, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think we we all took it very seriously. Do you know what I mean? We all, like, took our safety and wearing masks and washing hands very mm-hmm. safety, uh, very seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know your mom. She's probably running a tight ship up there. Very tight ship. I, I know somebody whose name we shall not say in the podcast who was probably running a tight ship up there. I apologize. <laughs> uh, no, she, she was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think another, another thing that, uh, another fact you're not putting in is because you, it's closer to your other sister yeah. who lives out in Illinois. Cause it's not like you guys could have said, ah, screw it. We'll just go up to old forge and get a place on fourth Lake or yeah. whatever and make it easier and cheaper and travel less. Cause then they would have to come all the way and it makes yeah. their trip a lot Which longer. they are kind of, I wouldn't say they're over. They'll, they do it once, but they, they do, do it once a, a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For at least. Uh, so this was a nice median, right? We were going to meet in the mm-hmm. middle. Uh, so we said, all right, we're just going to go with it. And we yeah. did our best. Let me tell you, it's it was dire circumstances when it came to masks out there. You I'm guys, not, you guys were were not the least careful people in the city. I think it'd be fair to say. I walked into a gas station, convenience store, bodega, whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. with the mask on, full mask. Mm-hmm. There was a lady in there because that's just what you do. That's what you do. The lady was in there, no shoes, mm. crop top. No mask, looking at me, <laughs> like I'm the asshole. <laughs> no shoes, like if I mean, not only are you gonna get the coronavirus, but you're gonna get ringworm. Gross. Like, what are you Super doing gross. out here? Oh, no good. So, and again, I'm I'm playing an away game here. Yep. I'm not on my home yep, turf. Yep. I don't have the support of my home fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I'm doing my best to just go with the flow. I'm just mm-hmm. just rolling with it. Uh, but it was it was dire, man. I gotta tell you, I was especially. First couple days, like this is not great. A culture shock for you. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. great. Uh, most people were friendly, and it's also weird because you go to certain restaurants, certain places, certain, and they'd be very on it. Everyone's wearing masks. Yeah, but then other places, it was real weird. Just there's no rhyme or reason to which places were like masked places mm-hmm. and which places were not masked places. There probably was a rhyme or reason, but because you're not a local, you don't know the rhyme don't or know. reason. Because like, I could tell you the rhyme uh, and reason why places around here are and aren't and have different levels of seriousness about it. Right. But that's because I'm from around here, so I know like what goes on. Uh, so that's where I'll leave it with that. I could go on for another like five minutes about what it was like out there. That I'll leave that to the side, and I'll talk about a couple other things real quick. Mm-hmm. Some folks on my Instagram may have seen I was out there golfing. Mm, I did. Yeah. I did see you on Instagram golfing. That golf life was uh, um, pretty sweet. Yeah. How, what, how often do you go golfing? When was the last time you went oh, golfing? Oh, buddy. Uh, years. Whenever that time that we went on the Fourth of July, like four years ago, was. Yeah. Was the last time I went golfing. I don't have clubs. I don't either. Where am I going? Uh, made you because Justin Parkinson told me he would have given me his clubs of had I asked him, but I didn't. I didn't think to because mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't. Then he also told me I don't have a driver though. It's so like then why would you give them to me? What am I going to do with no yeah. driver? <laughs> that, that's about. How does that help me? Clubs are made of wood. No driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my clubs. I got no uh, driver, and I made the putter myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll do this real quick. I played two games of golf. Okay. Uh, nine holes each. Mm. First, uh, second day I got there, third day I got there. Mm. Par is 36 at this course for nine holes, okay? Mm-hmm. For those who don't play golf, that's what you would hit if you hit everything uh, with the thing set. Every, yeah, yeah. every three and every par three, four and every par four, five mm-hmm. and every par five. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I ended up on day one with a 74. Ooh, if you had asked me to guess, I was going to ask 57. No, 74. Mm. But I wasn't mad about it. Right. I said, okay, you know, I had a couple bad holes in here, but I had a couple decent ones. And 90% of golf has just been out there and soaking up the vibes. Confidence is high (laughs) after day one. Big time. Uh, But uh, I told you this story, and I'll try to sell it so it's still funny. I was playing (laughs) on a par five, and I had hit a couple nice shots. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying in front of this beautiful little water section, mm-hmm. and the green's about, let's, I'm going to pretend that I know this and say it's 130 yards in the distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a little highway over the over the hill, and I'm looking around, and there's no one around me. I'm smoking a cigarette <laughs> at like 7.30 in the morning, because <laughs> right. it's, it's golf. Sure. Uh, and I'm looking around, and I go... I could cheat right here. <laughs> I, I could take this ball and I could throw it over the water. Mm-hmm. And no one would ever know because all the guys on the course will never see me. Nobody can see you. It's early. You're by Early in the morning. Mm. So I reach down. I pick up the ball. And as I reach back, the car goes past the highway and goes, Cheater! <laughs> and I stand there with the ball in my hands. I go, huh? <laughs> it's it's such a shame that this random man on the highway of Ohio will never know how it ended. Like you go by and you're like, uh, I've got to call this out. I don't know how it's gonna end. I don't have time to turn uh, around, but this man must know that you will not cheat. You you can choose to believe me or not. Uh, I took a drop. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's already out of character for you to pick up that ball. Uh, Vacation Sam. I was going to say, Vacation Sam. A lot of people don't know about Vacation Sam. Almost nobody nowadays knows knows about Vacation Sam. A long time, Vacation (laughs) Sam. Rules are different for Vacation Sam. Uh, Yes, big time. So, the other part of the story is the next day I went back out, and I'm thinking I'm doing pretty well. I get through five holes, Mm. and on the fifth hole, I ding three straight drives into the water or into the woods. Mm, Yep. There you go. At that point in time... That would be me out there, too. At that point in time, I quit... And just caddied for my brother-in-law. That's always my move when I play golf. I bring X amount of balls. When I'm out of balls, I'm out of golf yeah. for the day. I'll just I'll ride the cart. Um, I'll be the concierge. And that was a lot more fun for me. I had a couple. I had yeah, a couple yeah. brewskis. Uh, I was drinking. I was drinking more beers than normal on this vacation because I wasn't yeah. driving ever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is very rare for me to be not driving. My car wasn't even there. My car was here no, in storage. No storage <laughs> tucked away. Tucked away. Tucked away. <laughs> Uh, oh, and then I'll, I'll tell this one real quick. Uh, we were out at this beach. Mm. This uh, We were going to a couple times. It was real easy to get to from where our house was. And for the most part, people were not around us. Mm-hmm. Stayed away from everyone. I thought we were weird, but again, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. We're weird if we want. Uh, but I did go into the water a couple times against my, against my will, I'll say. Against my better judgment. Uh, and the second time... I took my brand new iPhone 11 into the water with me. How? Okay. So, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do at the beach, uh, my all-time favorites, is to sit with a beach chair at the at the tide line, right where the, where the water and the sand meet, mm. right? 
and I'll throw some headphones in, and I just bought some AirPods, so I was like, I'm oh, desperate to try out these AirPods. I see. So I put the AirPods in, mm. and I was listening to some Spotify tracks, a playlist, some punk rock music, mm-hmm. in the water. I like the fact that you're sitting in the water, where the water meets the sandy beaches and this gorgeous sunshine, and you're still blasting, like, aggressive NoFX tracks in your ears. Yes. <laughs> really leaning into it. Good times. <laughs> uh, it was great. Getting a little suntan, mm-hmm. laying back in Bronzing. the sun. This is great for me. This is the highlight of my of my time at the beach. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my family out there with the tubes. We got a bunch of inflatable like water tubes just yeah, out there, sure. chilling in the sandbar, and they would mm-hmm. like me to come out with them. Yeah. So after some prodding and poking from various members, I won't say who, some young, some older, mm-hmm. all wanting the same thing, I finally coalesced. Mm-hmm. I said, "All right, fine." Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a piece of the kid. Everyone wants a piece of the kid. Uncle Sam will go <laughs> into the water. So I went into the water. And the first time I went in, I said, you know what? I've been, I was hating. This is quite nice. For sure. Beautiful sandbar. <laughs> For sure. Just coasted in the water. It was great. So the next day, I came back out mm-hmm. to the beach. Me and my brother-in-law, Randall, are walking down there. And I'm saying to him, I'm not getting hassled this time. I'm going right in. Just going to throw my stuff mm. on. A little suntan. Bing, bang, boom. Mm. And we're out there, me and him. We're talking... Like baseball, just sitting in the water, talking about whether he thinks the Cubs have any shot in the 60-game season. Mm-hmm. And as I'm floating around, I feel something hit my leg. I'm like, is that a fish? I go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's not a fish. That's it's a big a, fish. It's a phone in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So I bring it back out to the thing and uh, the beach, and I put it in the sun and you know, and, like turn it off. And Now, just a now recap for me real quick. How old is this phone? A week old. A week old. A week old. I got it right. And it was submerged for how long? Would you say? Who could say? You. Hard to guess. You could say. Hard to say, I like think. Like 10 minutes? Like 40 minutes? No. I would Two and say, a half hours? No, no, no. I went right in the water. Yeah, yeah. And me and Randall were out there talking. Chatting it up. Mm. I can't imagine it was more than 10 minutes. Right. But it was certainly more than like four minutes. Right. <laughs> it okay. was somewhere in that seven to 12 minutes. Seven right? to 12 minutes. Submerged. Somewhere. In the, in the pocket. And how's your phone working now? It's absolutely fine. So Apple, send us that money. <laughs> we'll talk about how I your will, phone worked and saved Sam. I will say, I have to give my sister Kelly some credit here too, because mm. she told me to do the rice thing. Because the one issue I had with the phone was Gotta the, hit the, ear, rice thing. the earpiece mm-hmm. was crackly. The rice thing is no joke. So I did the 24 hours without a phone. Mm-hmm. The new phone that I just got. And the, the kids are busting my chops. Oh, of course. They're giving me a hard time. They're like, is it broken? I'm like, I don't know. It's in the rice. We'll find out tomorrow. Do you want us to take any pictures of anything for you? Yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. send them to your email. Give me a hard time. <laughs> uh, but when it came out of the rice, working perfectly. Long so, and old. Knock on whatever kind yeah, of Yeah, you got to. See, that's why for me, this might be a controversial take. If I'm going to the beach in the water like that, I'm maybe not even bringing my phone. My phone might be staying at the house. Well, that was why it was so out of character for me because mm-hmm. I'm usually very even the day before when I'm on the beach I have yeah, the yeah. beach chair that's got the special pocket in the back mm-hmm. and my phone's in uh, you know like a Ziploc bag you yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying I'm, I'm taking all the chances yeah yeah put so, in a shoe put the shoe in a garbage yeah. bag bury the garbage bag <laughs> yeah. put the towel over where you buried it <laughs> so yeah a lot of that um, but no somehow it was totally fine oh uh, man uh, I was I was concerned though. I was ready to drop you definitely like, there have been, been times you see that happen every once in a while where somebody will like get a little cavalier and not realize mm. they have their phone. I remember years ago, a friend of ours jumping off a boat and like taking a dive off the head of the boat. We're up on Fourth Lake, and while he's in air for the brief second before he hits the water, 
He's like, oh shit, my f-. and he splashes in, comes right out. This is back when they were little like brick flip yeah. phones. Yeah, oh, man. man, what a time too. Like I, I really did think I was gonna drop like two hundred dollars on. They're it. strong now. I mean, dude, my old Samsung was like completely waterproof. Like I could answer a text in the shower. I mean, I never held it under the water, yeah. but like I could grab it and do whatever. Well, they're getting there. Parkinson got all on my case about it because he was like, of course it still worked. Like, these phones are meant to get dropped in pools. Now, people get knocked in all the time. Like, you didn't think it would just work? And True. I was like, I guess you're right. I just didn't think that, like, weird mm-hmm. lake water. Now, I wonder if I had brought this in some sort of salt water, if we're talking about a different problem here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this yeah, falls in the ocean. Makes sense. Maybe. Right? Maybe. I could, I'll buy that. I don't know. I'll buy that. I have to do some research on this. Maybe we got to go drop this thing in the um, ocean. Played a couple rounds of mini golf. One mm. real bad, one real good. Did some go-karting. Uh, fine. Go. Here's my issue with go-karts, okay. folks out here. Hit I me. take. There's no rhyme or reason to which go-kart you get into and whether or not it's better than any other go-kart. There's no... The go-karts are not equal. No. The engines are better or worse than some of them. I don't know who's regulating go-karts out there. It's only... It's it's whoever the, the team <laughs> that's working there getting you into these carts. They yeah. know. They know. You got to slide uh, them a 20 be like, yo, give me the fast car. Uh, it was fine. I had a good time. Uh, and that's about... Oh, then we had a pontoon boat. And uh, Kevin and I have talked about it before. We've had some... Our own issues with boats in the past, whether mm. they've almost sunk. Or Primarily good times, though. All great times. Nine, 98% of the time, good times. But it happens. We've, in, we've had some close calls on, in the, on open water, for sure. We've been caught in thunderstorms. We've been... A lot of things. Uh, a lot of things. So... I have a little bit more of a tolerance when things go wrong, yeah, quote yeah. unquote. It's all good. It's all good. We'll figure it out. Yeah, right? yeah. Nothing's nothing can really happen. We were out in the pontoon boat, and we were real close to where the the drop off drop off point is, and the engine stopped working on the boat. Mm. Right. It's also four o'clock, and it's beautifully sunny, mm. and we're still chilling on a boat with you know. Yeah. Probably use some more drinks. It was a little short on a little water, dry. but it's a little dry. A little but we dry were all right out there. On the uh, but I was pro on this. I'm like, no, this guy's, we're yeah, fine. No worries, nothing's going to happen. But, uh, you can't accidentally float to the ocean. <laughs> no, that's true. You can't. We had the anchor out there. So that was a little bit of a downer mm-hmm. uh, for everyone else. I was ready for it, though. Yeah. I tried to bring everyone mm-hmm. back around. Well, that's like they say. Uh, they follow your example. Everybody's a little more chill. A little more you chill. You know what I mean? We're feeling the vibes. Uh, we've gone 20 minutes on vacation stuff. We didn't get to anything at all. Uh, so I guess... What do you want to get to? Did we not want to get to vacation? We did. I wanted to get to other stuff, I suppose. Oh, people... Uh, Heather. I want to talk about Heather for a second. She reached out to me mm. during vacation with one uh, message that just said, Kevin is on fire on Twitter. What's up, man? You... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I am on Twitter. Um... <laughs> Uh, I just, because I have, so I have a burner Twitter that I don't use, I don't tweet from it, yeah. but I use it to actually follow, like, all the different, like, you know, um, political things, news mm. things, and things of that nature, where there's just a little bit less noise, and I can cultivate the experience a little bit more without getting bogged down into, like, stuff and sure. people that I know, which sounds counterintuitive, but it's just the way I like to do it, but I'd started seeing enough stuff, and somebody said something to me and brought me back on, and I probably either saw somebody saying something dumb I think I saw somebody liking something weird, and so I just started speaking up uh, because it feels like I don't know. It feels like a time that if you have any kind of a voice, and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm. It's interesting to me that anybody pays attention. I have anything to say, or like when I tweet or whatever, or that anybody listens to the show. I tell you all the time, it boggles my mind that anybody <laughs> listens to the show, and yet we got you know Stitcher Hive, everybody else coming through so strong. Um, 
I just, for whatever small platform I have, I feel like if I can put some mm. words together that make somebody reconsider something or see something or consider something in a light they might not have, then yeah. to push that conversation in my very small sphere of influence oh. uh, it seems like something I should do if I'm going to speak so passionately about it privately with everybody you know that I interact with or different conversations I have in my day-to-day. I see it a lot more with people I know as well on lots of platforms. Yes. I think are coming along the same sort of yeah, yeah. like idea in there. You know, mm-hmm. like might as well if people mm-hmm. are you know if, even if I only reach like fourteen hundred people, two thousand people, that's still right. maybe two thousand people who wouldn't know this otherwise. So yeah, good stuff. I wasn't mad about it. I hadn't loved it. She was. So oh excited. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. She sent me flame emojis and then that weird smiling cry eye emoji ah whatever that one is I'm talking about I mean Heather you can you got my number you can you know give the praise directly to me too if you'd like it no I just gotta go sick she can't tweet me because I do not follow her on Twitter still (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, no I mean we miss Heather I wish Heather was back here so let's see a couple other things oh uh, do you have any take on the defacing of the Brindisi Tenny sign or the the Tenny Trump signs that people were going on about I didn't have a news... There wasn't any news article attached to this, so I, I just wanted to ask you before we um, move on. No? <laughs> Do you want to leave it at no? No, I don't want to leave it at no. Um, but I don't know exactly what to say. The The guy who has the sign is, is being a crybaby mm. and not a very good guy. Um, the attempt to frame it as by the attempt by Tenny to frame it as some sort of yeah. like Hitler anti-Semitism mm-hmm. thing and the jump on that and like see Brid and Dizzy's yeah. and radical left like that whole thing is really craven and disgusting um and you know this guy is an asshole in his neighborhood he's an asshole for the way it's set up he's going outside of codes as and Tenny's doing a ton of stuff outside of codes of signs. You yeah. see a lot of signs and land that she yeah. doesn't own. She's that got the empty really lot owns. market covered. Because well, you know what they do? They go out and they put them in high traffic places where yeah. they know that they can't, but just hoping nobody's going to say anything. Like, yeah. Basically, we'll keep doing it until somebody tells us we have to stop, right? So that whole thing, um, I feel no sympathy for this guy for having it drawn on there. Um, I do. It's one of those things where like, when I saw it, I laughed about it. Mm. Um, I think it's great. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, because, you know. Sure. Whatever it is, but my thing is I'm also very aware that it is easy ammunition to be twisted, to be looked at mm. a certain way. So if you're going to take some sort of like like action, yeah. you know what I mean? You have to be a little more considerate of like what you're doing. You know what I mean? If you want to go out that way, if you want to go out and protest, you want to go stand out on the curb outside the road with a sign that says your own thing, you can go do that and you can stand there and put your face on it. Yeah. And be there, and that kind of thing. But just something like this, you have to be careful that what you're doing isn't counterproductive. Right. Now that's and a great also point. like you're on, at the end of the day, you know as much as the, as much of an asshole as the guy is, it's the guy's property. It's true. his right to have what he has Very on true. there. And if it's your property, you can't. You know what I mean? Like you, it's always important to make sure that you're not being an asshole in the process of trying to call somebody else out for being an asshole. Right. If that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. And so I'm that's my, yeah, that's my take. Because that's where, that's where I, I, I'm sort of with you. It's, I did laugh, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is to laugh. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go vandalize someone's sign in their house, though, because the same way I'd be pissed mm-hmm. if somebody, I, I've had signs out front of the house and everyone's left them alone. Right. So, like, I, I think there's a, uh, like, the social contract of putting the sign up. Although I did see, when I was out in Ohio, the Trump 
head on the Rambo body sign, which is mm. very aggressive. See a lot of those if you go driving through more rural areas. You head up towards like Forestport, Barneville, Boonville, out that way. You see a lot of that kind of stuff. Uh, COVID stuff real quick. New York City reports zero new deaths from COVID-19 for the first time in months. Which is amazing. Uh, that's a really cool thing to hear. Um, it's extra impressive that we were able to do that, even though our Governor Andrew Cuomo is going door-to-door, spitting in people's mouths <laughs> all over the state, um, and doing everything he can to spread it. Uh, so, shout out to us for fighting off the supervillain. A uh, lot of news, however, though, from the White House that they are trying to discredit uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci in an effort to damage his reputation, referring mm-hmm. to him as Dr. Gloom and Doom, which is actually kind of a banging name. Yeah. Fauci's unimpeachable. You can't, what can you say? Nothing you can say. Uh, one example in a short documented comment by Fauci at NBC's Today Show late is, at this moment, there's no need to change anything he's doing. Data. I'm not going through all this bullshit. Yeah, yeah he's fine. I don't know. What are we... Uh, whatever, man. Like, Fauci seems like he's doing he's doing the best he can out yeah. here with what we're giving mm-hmm. him, with what the world has given him. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially after I got back. And well, much like much like we say with a lot of things, and you know, sometimes they apply to things a little more like locally in our personal lives, when you see stuff like this... The best thing to do in this situation when you're Fauci is you don't even give it the air or the energy. You know what I mean? He's not coming back and being like, oh, well, actually, I'm like, you know, number one stunner of the entire fucking medical community. <laughs> He's just like, nah, you, you know me. You know how I make a living. Like, I'm <laughs> just, my, let my accomplishments speak for themselves. That's the way to handle it always. Uh, a lot of a lot of debate this week about uh, New York schools reopening. Uh, mm. Cuomo, the, the, he's the supervillain of the moment. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. Released a plan Monday for schools to reopen based on the uh, regional level of COVID infection rates. Everyone wants to reopen schools. I want to reopen the schools. Everyone wants to reopen schools, mm. Cuomo said multiple times. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's not do we reopen or not. You reopen if it's safe to reopen. Mm. How do you know it's safe? You look at the data. Fine. I'll take it. Like 100%. That. Yeah, I like it. I mean, even though Andrew Cuomo is known to hang out behind dumpsters at schools and steal <laughs> lunch money from little kids, personally, uh, and everybody who lives in New York State knows it. Of course, um, absolutely. But even that being said, I'm still glad that we've got him over, yeah. like, you know, Florida, Texas, Arizona. These oh, Big Ron? Yeah, we'll yeah. get to him later on oh, tonight. Yikes. Uh, we're not going to give. Our, we're not going to use our children as a litmus test, and we're not going to put uh, our children in a place where their health is in danger. Yeah, I see a lot of great stuff from teachers right now about this. As always, yeah. teachers leading the world, man. I've got so much love for teachers. So can't help it. My, my whole family's teachers. You love it. Real job where people care about uh, who they're working mm-hmm. with. I don't know. I, I I I'm really I'm curious to see what it means for like. Whether a lot of teachers just retire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wonder to see what happened. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That might be selfish because I'm looking for work. Hire me, guys. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I do need work. Probably. I do need work. Uh, oh man, I don't know how to approach this one. Okay. Okay. How angry were you at the Roger Stone getting uh, commuted? His angry at the specific instance. Uh... I know what you're asking me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't always deal in anger as my first thing. Uh, right. this, this is very expected. I mean, it's corrupt to its core. I think it might be tough for um, for somebody who's a bit of more of a bystander or a casual observer to to realize that the argument that this is the worst and most corrupt thing that the Trump has done thus far, everything included, yeah, uh, might seem like a wild argument if to a more casual yeah. observer. But yeah, I mean, this is just it's. I mean, it's naked corruption. Like Roger Stone said, hey, he literally he made the statement. He's like, yeah, you know, I told the president knows that I could have flipped, and they put a lot of pressure on me to flip, so I didn't. So I should get this. And it's like, man, you don't say you were gonna flip 
if he didn't have something to flip on. Yeah. And he was proven. I mean, the fact that, that Robert Mueller came out and put an op-ed piece in the Washington Post mm. in a newspaper of record. I mean, Mueller, who's been mummed to the entire thing, yeah. barely made a statement, you know, only spoken through to come out and specifically like, no, no, let's please, let's not twist anything else that I did here. I need you to understand that Roger Stone is a felon. You yeah. know what I mean? And anything, at, there's so, there's a lot of alternate uh, reality going on for mm-hmm. some folks with stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is just literally unprecedented in the history of our country and certainly our lifetimes. It felt like the most naked piece of corruption that I'd seen mm. maybe in my lifetime. <laughs> I was so it's wild, man. My, I was so angry when I read it. Not just like the sheer like you gotta be. It's just it's a debasement of the office. Is there anything to be said that this will blow back? Yeah. In his face. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a yeah fu- yeah <laughs> yeah okay. for sure. He could face significant strap blowback. In. I'll talk to you in December. <laughs> like just strap in. That's gonna be. Uh, all right, what else did I have on here? Oh, uh, Trump did have a warning this week that uh, the Biden presidency would be presidency would be a disaster. Sweet, but for ratings, mm. because of course Trump pulls. That's in what's important. So many. Ratings. That's the whole damn problem is that these people care more about ratings than they care about. <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one sad piece of news this week uh, for casino workers: thousands of layoff notice sent out mm. this week to New York casino workers. Uh, this includes uh, Tuga Downs, Vernon Downs, River Casino Resorts. Uh, and Resorts World, New York City. No so. Turning Stone on there? Did not see Turning Stone on mm, there. Good for them. I mean, they, to be fair, they've got a lot more money than the rest of those places, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a as somebody who's a contractor uh, at Turning Stone, you know what I mean? Who works yeah. there three to four times a month, usually. I, it's Their whole business yeah. is a different ballgame. About 900 workers uh, at Tioga Downs and Vernon Downs. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Very sad for those folks. Hope everything, hope, hope we pull through here, guys. Yeah, man. All right. That was a downer. Here's your doomsday report for the week. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll do something a lot lighter. Let's talk to uh, our good friend here at the podcast, Devin Mahoney. He's a man of many talents. He's all over the place doing work with mm. the improv there, uptownimprov.co. Mm. Uh, we talked a lot about his uh, some of the fundraising stuff they're doing uh, with bonfire.com, uh, about their upcoming Uptown Tonight uh, show at 8 p.m. on July 25th. Also, he talked a bit about their plans for the theater itself going forward. They're going to really push to renovate that main theater downstairs and get that pushed in the nice. in the interim. So a lot oh, of really man. cool stuff they have on the docks. Mm-hmm. Great time Doing talking. Doing it the right way, man. Slowly but surely. Yep. Yep. And I, I love talking to him. So great interview with him. We'll be back in just a moment. This is essentially phase two of the Uticast. This is the first socially distant interview I've done in the studio. Oh, all right. With us wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last guy who would come in, I'd already seen like two weeks beforehand. Right. I was like, well, if you have COVID, so do I already. So you might as well come on the show. 
Uh, so we're gonna try and talk real loud. They said to wear masks. So they we're said wearing masks. To. <laughs> I'm just the very least we can do. Fuck it, man. I want to go outside again. So it's true. And I gotta tell you, I just got back, and I'm sure that we're gonna talk about it when I do the rest of the show with Kevin. So I'm not gonna spend too much time digging into it. I was in Ohio in a little bit of like a camp style beach community where me and my fam kind of stayed away from everybody and did our own thing, but together. Right. Man, I'll tell you what, I had this impression that Utica is like a little bit of a liberal bubble, and then if you get outside of Utica, it gets a little bit red. Yeah. And then if you move downstate, it's kind of varying. Boy, I'll tell you what, I thought that I had seen the no-mask people in action here in New York. Right. Then I got to Ohio. Oh, wow, yeah. I, I... and I don't mean every part of Ohio. I mean this specific part of Ohio I went in. But just, it's the only place I've been so far where I wore the mask and shoeless people in gas stations are looking at me like I'm the jerk. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, have, have you noticed it around here as much? I haven't really noticed it here in Utica too, too much. No, for the, for the well, I mean, pe- people are trying, right? Some... Anyway, I don't know. For the, so, most yeah. part, for the most part, I haven't seen a lot of people uh, uh, fussing about it. Well, now that the stories... Yeah, now that the stories coming out seem to be like, hey guys, this is pretty serious. Well, now they're dying, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and now Trump put a mask on yesterday, so the people who were like, I will never get one, yep. or like, that is a cute one with the presidential seal, or yeah. where's the website? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he looks so manly. It's, that's it's just sad it's been politicized. Like, this is something we should be over by now. And, you know, and I, and it's funny too, I think we're actually starting to get to a point now where there's a lot of like stories in the media that are becoming sort of hard to politicize. Like, a pandemic, for as much as we've tried as a country. Yeah. It's become kind of hard to politicize it now when the numbers... It's a win for science. It is a big win for science. I mean, these, these governors who are standing up saying, like, hey, look at us. Like, nothing touches us. And now Florida had, you know, 15,000 cases yesterday. Okay, wait. Just wait, man. It's coming. And I thought, it's funny, too, because just yesterday, I think I read the article that New York, like, New York City reported their first non-no-death no death day since March. Yeah. So it's not to say that there aren't places we've taken this seriously and it's helping it's just and i think the two-week thing is kind of scary to me that's the bummer part yeah anything you do it's like two weeks you gotta wait it out to see what's what and then even then who knows i'm gun shy about anything now that happens to me like if i i burned my tongue on a slice of pizza last week and i was like oh god is this is this it yeah (laughs) uh it's how are you, how are you dealing with it in like your personal life like besides work because we'll get, we'll get into some uptown stuff well I, I feel a little bit being a, a mostly unemployed writer and writer <laughs> for the last couple of years I like like welcome to my world right like everyone else goes off to, to work every day and the kids go to school and I do whatever I do and now it's just like uh, they're home with me which at first is really cool oh yeah uh, you know. It's nice to get to spend a lot of time with my, my kids and family. Now it's insane, man. I just I feel bad for them, you know? They're three and, and eight. They don't, they don't get to yeah. see other kids. and Who knows if they're going back to school. They're not. I mean, um, that's uh, such a mess, At least too. they're not. But, um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's a bummer. It, but it's also given us, you know, an opportunity to catch up on housework we never did because I mean, yeah. we are always down at the theater and, and house projects and, and just... Uh, 
creative stuff is is the theater it's been cool and i think we're going to talk about this as a talking point but like, oh yeah it's forced us to you know transition to doing uh you know digital content yes taking our little funny shows and um and, put, and putting them online rather than, than doing them live. So it was something we always planned to do, but now we're doing it. Um, doing it. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I was honored, and we haven't really talked about it since I did the show. You would ask me to come on and do, what was the first episode of whatever it was? Yeah, it was going to be Uptown Saturday night, and yeah. that, that was the bummer of all this, is is at the Uptown, we were really just hitting our stride. We had oh, yeah. Grant, we had just started, showing, started to show... Uh, weekly movies on Tuesdays in the lobby. We were selling out. You know, it was only sixty seats, but we were packed yeah. every week. It's still though, yeah. Yeah, we had a, um, you know, we had a whole new spring lineup of, of original shows we were going to do, house comedy teams, and and all sorts of signature shows. And then that first Saturday that we were supposed to do it was the kind of weekend everything shut down. So you were supposed to be our first guest, yeah. and we're our first guest. For uh, so far, the only uptown Saturday night, <laughs> uh, but we you know we did it online and uh, we did the show and we did it uh, live online as a little fundraiser, which is cool. We made a couple bucks, but yeah, it kind of um, took away that whole the whole you know three months in the future and the last three months of planning that we had been doing well, to get it going. I went back and I showed it to my sister this week because we had spent some time together. And my sister Kelly, shout out to my sister Kelly, she is my. She was my gateway into musical theater, into stand-up comedy, into improv, into cabaret. She used to yeah. do all that kind of... So she, she's like the perfect right. wheelhouse for all this She's our audience. Yeah. She's your audience, right? So I had shown her this, and I was like watching it, and I forgot that I spent the last section talking... It was the, the first couple weeks that this whole thing happened. Yeah. And even then, I feel like I, I was just rambling off the top of my head. I was just like, I, is everyone scared? And most people, even then, were scared. And it's now, three months later, and I wonder... Wonder how I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get back on it. <laughs> but the point is, like, even it really did feel like at the time I didn't know. Even then, when I was asking, "Is everybody like scared or concerned?" I don't even think I knew exactly what was coming down the road. You know, and, I thought I was bummed because I thought we were gonna have to. I knew it was gonna be three months, right? At yeah, least. for sure. So I'm for bummed because sure. it's oh, we're looking at summer, and I was just thinking everyone will go home and stay home, and we'll get to come back in three months. Yeah. But that didn't happen, mm-hmm. and now it's worse, and now it's maybe another year, you know, yeah. or, or who knows if they find a vaccine, but it's, um, yeah, I think we didn't know what we were in for, or even what to be scared about. That turns out it's the government. <laughs> turns out it's a whole bunch of things. It's the government, it's the pandemic, it's apparently the media, it's social media, it's all coming together to bring us down. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a perfect, it's a perfect, <laughs> perfect shit storm. Storm. Yeah. Uh, I do want to ask you, though, because uh, one of the things I really liked about doing that with you guys... That and thank form- you, by the way. We had a lot no, of fun, you know? It was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I love that format, though. With the, it's really the first time I'd ever seen someone do that format where you're just doing this improv sort of on the spot based off of the riffs, and it was really impressive. Like, your crew is quite good. I have thank to give you. them a lot of credit. Thank you. We're, we're practicing, and we're, yeah. we're getting better. Well, we were. <laughs> uh, now we're flexing our, our sketch writing muscles. But yeah, it's... it's um, some of those people have been studying improv for two years now, yeah. so it's it's great to watch people who walked in never having done it before that can now go put on a show that's maybe worth watching. So Uptown Tonight, which you guys are doing your next one on July 25th, this is more like your direct like skits and stuff you guys are writing. Yeah. I see you're posting on Facebook. It's more of a variety show, a yeah. knockoff of a kind of a late night show. We have a, uh, hosted by Peter Holhandel, yeah. uh, Uptown, uh, the Uptown host, and uh, so we do sketch comedy, uh, digital sketch comedy, and... We have a musical guest every week, 
So it's like a little, it's a mashup between kind of an SNL and a... Like a Conan or something. Yeah. yeah. Which is a really good, again, to get into this format now in this time, you know, this is the this is the time to do it. And you look forward to when the time when people can come back in terrestrial. Yes. And you'll still have sort of these chops to keep putting stuff out digitally if you want to. Right. So it, in a weird way, it kind of helps everybody get a little bit of training. It gave us a push. You know, yeah. we are. We All of us are learning and, and relearning on the spot. We, uh, you know, we had a bunch of equipment that we had bought, but hadn't really uh, set up the framework to kind of start producing. And because of this, we just did it. It started at home, and everyone just kind of like shooting on their phones, shoot, you know, sending in a, a little clip or something, and has evolved into uh, really writing, taking the, the some of the sketches we've written in our sketch writing class, uh, making those. But every week we're, we're meeting and brainstorming, and it's it's hopefully new material based on what's going on. <laughs> I always had this terrible skit that I always wanted to do as a recurring skit, which was guys in Brooklyn jogging. I love so you, it's just two guys in front of like the green screen or whatever doing their bit while running and just having stuff interact with them while they have to do their whole thing running. Let's write it up. We'll yes. shoot it. We'll we, got a green, <laughs> we got a green screen set up in there. We got cameras. We got, yeah, we got it all. I love it. I'm going to start, yep. start pitching you well, ideas all week. Absolutely, man. Uh, so that's actually a question. And I that's why want. we're here. <laughs> well, that's kind of what I was going to get to as well. Like... When you guys are doing this sort of sketch writing stuff, are you guys doing writing room segments at all? Are you guys bouncing ideas off? Or are people coming in with totally fleshed out concepts and you guys are like, boom, I love it, let's go? Uh, a little bit of, of both. With this, for the most part, it's been, uh, we've been having meeting weekly Zooms with the, yeah. with the improv people just to keep in touch. And so, uh, but we're on a format now. We, uh, we kind of trial and error tried to, we were doing them bi-weekly, yeah. which wound up being a bit much production-wise. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing it monthly now because I want the quality to be higher. And, uh, right. The work, it's just a lot of work to edit all that stuff. And oh, yeah. Especially with people working day jobs. Well, so. video editing, too, takes so long as well. Like, it's one of those dirty little secrets about, like, yeah. when we used to make a lot more made you get content. When you render a video, you might as well come back five hours later. Yeah. Because <laughs> the rendering's got kind of quicker, but, but, I mean, on an average, I mean, probably... If you watch a minute video, it's probably at least three hours of editing. Yeah, right? yeah, and I think I always think about that when I'm watching like YouTube stuff. It's just like, man, this video is an hour long on YouTube. It must have taken months. Yeah, to, to put yeah. Together. I mean, if you do it right, you know, and if you're not just cutting between, uh, uh, you know, a shot. So it's uh, some of it's a lot, but it's you know we're uh, we're uh, having a lot of fun. We're uh, learning to work together. People are learning to write and act. And uh, it's good. It's, it's kind of why we wanted to come here is just to find the people that wanted to do this stuff. And now they're doing it, you know. So we have Uptown Improv Co. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, all our social media. I was just going to actually promote that, actually. Uh, you guys have a good, nice YouTube presence on there I was looking at. We're trying. We're starting to build it. Have you, have you started to hate YouTube yet? Because a lot of people I feel like who promote, to, who put their stuff on YouTube all the time get real frustrated. <laughs> real I, uh, I'm looking for a new platform. <laughs> we went there because we didn't like Facebook, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, that's where it's going to live for now. YouTube. Or even, uh, we, go ahead. No, no, I, I think with YouTube, I like the, the ease of access. Right. It just feels like you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, like there's all the demonetization stuff depending on what yeah. you can and can't talk about, and like right. how much content you can actually use without getting like copyright strikes. Right. And especially you know for you guys who are doing original stuff, that's probably not as much. Of we've a got uh, no, we've gotten dinged on every one we've done so far. Really? For copyright stuff. Yeah. Well, for now, music. For music. Yeah. It's always um, music. 
And when it, and it just means you can't monetize it, but we're not trying to do that right now necessarily anyway. Right. We're just trying to put them up. But yeah, we've done like uh, song parody spoofs where even if you use the karaoke track version, you know, they, uh, Al Schneer from Mo played oh, yeah. a uh, was our musical guest last week. He played a Pearl Jam cover, mm. just acoustic by himself, and the algorithm picked it up. They're like, this is Pearl Jam. <laughs> and that's wild too, because Al's like a. You know, he's a great you know, local legend. It's really cool yeah. that you get him on there. You'd think that, like, this is a great thing, and then you're getting hassled by You know, I bet even if he played a Mo song, it would have dinged it, and yeah. that would have used it. The song he wrote. Yeah, because <laughs> we didn't pay his record company for it, you know? Uh, so that stuff's all crazy. Yeah. What a, that's that's the kind of stuff that I always think about. I watch a lot of, like, these um, rock and roll true stories on YouTube, yeah. right? And it's always like these little five-minute videos about like, here's the time 311 and Creed got in a fist fight. And I'm right. like, how come this guy can use all this footage and video stuff, but like everyone else gets dinged? I wonder why there's like a rhyme or reason of who gets dinged. Maybe it's just how popular you are, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and something I did right before I talked to you today, and again, folks, go to, uh, where can people go? Just YouTube to the website if uh, they want to see. Uh, YouTube for our videos, uh, Uptown Improv Co., uh, uh, Uptown, I'm oh, sorry, YouTube slash Uptown Improv Co. And we are UTCANY on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, so you guys are sort of putting a fa- uh, pause on $2 Tuesdays, I would imagine. Yes. Going forward for now. But how would that, how would the response been before you guys had to sort of slow down? On it had been going great. You know, I think we did three of them. Yeah. We had to turn away probably two thirds of the people. Mm. Uh, Two or three times right before we had to shut it down, but uh, it was great. You know, not what we had intended on doing by any means when we came in here. Like, oh, let's show movies in the lobby, but just as a way to kind of be able to start doing events and uh, showing stuff. We thought, what the hell? So uh, it was a great little thing. We made a little uh, a little screening room in the lobby that sat about sixty people, and uh, it was it was going really well. So we we hope to bring that back as soon as we're open again. Uh, hopefully in the uh, the main theater now. So nice. So then, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, was, I love the work you guys have been doing in the main theater. So does that seem to be the plan going forward? Is to really get that main theater ready for action now that you have the time? Yes. So uh, so right before this, we had uh, come up with a plan to uh, open up the first half of the theater, which is the lower level, yeah, uh, the stage slash screen, and three hundred seats. So we we have a, a plan written up to do that. Working, we've already you know talked to the fire and codes department. We have an architect cool. working on it. So um, because we're not going to be able to do the Tuesday screenings, we're in the lobby. We're really accelerating our awesome. uh, our push of phase our phase three, which is opening up the front, uh, putting a new roof on, cleaning off all the seats, painting, putting up a firewall to clean off the uh, close off the balcony for now. Sure, but uh, that's uh, you know. It's a beautiful room. Too. I remember the room from as a kid. Like, it was an yeah. important room in my life as yeah. a movie-going member of the public. So to see you guys using it does make me happy. Uh, I've always said that it's that theater was always was never going to be meant to be playing Avengers opening weekend. Right. But like, do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. I just I've always been so impressed with what you guys have done there. Cause Thank so many, you. Well, because so many people have tried to do it before you guys just hacking away. Like, we'll just run these movies six months later, and it's right. like that's it doesn't work. Well, I think you can't. Um... Not in today's society. That place is never going to work as a movie theater. Yeah. Gonna, you have to be able to do other things. Yeah, exactly. Which, and uh, which is you know why we brought in the, the live performances and the classes and uh, it has to be a, you know it has to be a mix of, of kind of a lot of things, mm. uh, which is why we always thought it would make a better. 
creative center than a straight up movie theater. I mean, not not even for nothing. Like, when's the next time anyone's gonna be allowed to go back into a regular movie theater? Right. Right. Who, who so knows? so um, you know, if we we're doing two dollar Tuesdays with the social distancing, we'd be able to get maybe six or ten people in there. Exactly. So. Uh, it still won't be huge, but at least in the bigger room, we can spread people out. Yeah. We can do start doing other things, talking about bringing in. Uh, well, I don't do that myself, but um, and not <laughs> just movies, but you know, then then you know, comedians and, and other things uh, that we can bring in, in addition to the in addition to some good movies. Awesome, that's really cool. And the other really cool thing I want to point people to uh, for at least the next, I think it's thirteen days. You guys have it going. Yeah, on? something like that. Uh, at bonfire.com/utca. I was on there today. I bought. My shirt today. Oh, thanks, man. And I think they're really cool. I like this. I'm thing. really excited about it. I really like that shirt. It's yeah. Uh, yeah so we're doing a limited edition uh, run of a, a UTCA shirt. Yeah, it's really cool. Could, yeah, so uh, it's got a really cool design done by a couple of our uh, design people who are out of uh, RISD, the Rhode Island School of Design, mm-hmm. that are working with us. Did some uh, uh, branding work for us and came up with some really cool elements. So really cool, different take on our, our logo. And uh, so. Uh, Go and buy one. They're all the money is going to go help us, uh, you know, keep plowing forward. Now, Every, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying it's a really cool idea. And I saw when I was on there today when I ordered mine, there's about 30-ish left. So if you folks want to get on them, they're really cool. I really love the design on them. Uh, you guys have two different types of the shirts as well. Available. Yeah, there's two different, uh, they're different price points. They, yeah. They're both really nice shirts. Yeah. They're a little pricey, but they're, uh, you know, it is a donation. And they're yeah. going to be good shirts, you know. Mm-hmm. We picked, uh, we picked the night. So there's a gray one and then a. And a tri-blend white yeah. one. Yeah. So um, I'm excited. I haven't actually ordered my yet. <laughs> I need to get on there before they're gone. But yeah, but hopefully it's uh, it's a success. We're trying to make a, a couple bucks any way we can because, uh, our, you know, the, the little shows we were doing is, is kind of small as they were. We were making a couple hundred bucks a night, which was helping us yeah. you know, pay, the, pay the bills, which isn't coming in now. So You could almost do a thing where you could do like a monthly design. So like next month, if you want to do a different shirt or something like that's that'd be a really cool way to like do something, because that's what people love. And I've been yelling at Justin for six months yeah. about this because we make a lot of weird handshake city made yeah. Utica stuff as like mock-ups. Yeah, that never go anywhere. We've and been talking and... about that. In fact, <laughs> I, I've been talking about that. Agree if you're listening. Uh, yeah, I, I in fact it's uh, yes, I very much like to do that. Um, uh, so. Look out for that in the future, maybe. Cool. Yeah, because I, I always think about because I have this, um, I was just laughing about it. I, people saw it on my Instagram when I was on playing golf. I had this Handshake City dad hat yeah. that one of the guys from Made in Utica made as, hey guys, check this out, see what you think of these. And I think they'll eventually make their way out into yeah. public. These ones happen to be kind of nice. Right. Uh, but a lot of times I'll just get stuff handed to me like this and yeah. then I'll never hear about it again. I'm no, like, man, I love merch and, <laughs> and I'm getting sick of our merch. I'm sitting here wearing one of our uh, one of our first shirts that we made. I like and, that shirt uh, though, too. Thank you. I do, too. But, like, I have a lot of them. Yes. And yeah. uh, it's, I don't know, like, like a different one. So <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm with you. I uh, actually don't. We've never really done any Uticast merch because a lot of it for me is I'm afraid to do T-shirts because I never know what I'm going to sell. I would rather do, like, coffee mugs or something. Right. Uh, something unisex and something without sizes. I'll you know what I'm you, saying? I'll send you some sites. There are some sites you can use yeah. where you don't. Um, you can kind of just upload your art. Yeah. And send it and send people there, and they'll they'll kind of custom. They'll do you know per order. In a different era, we would have brought them down. I would have just ordered a hundred and set up like a booth at the park. Yep. Give me a handshake. Um, but now 
I mean, from our end, we don't even know what's going on right. totally. Like, we don't even... We're not even really sure exactly what phase we're in. I think we're, like, phase four. Yeah. Because we're, like, outdoor retail. I don't even know how it right. works. But what... Are you guys technically allowed to be... We're four. Yeah. We're technically allowed to be open, but yeah. we're... I'm, I'm not going there. I mean, we don't... There's not... We don't really have a, a viable option to right. kind of do anything. Our, our studio room is, is too small to fit a significant amount of people. Mm. It's not well ventilated. One of the things we're talking about doing is uh, we have a small patch of land uh, behind the Balkan and Hadley. Oh, yeah. That we might clean up a little bit and uh, make into sort of an outside stage for at least open mics and, and set up some boot, some benches mm-hmm. kind of at a distance. I definitely am aware of that spot. I may have... Uh, hid behind there and smoked cigarettes at a different time <laughs> in my life uh, before I was still smoking cigarettes, which I don't do anymore. Don't start smoking cigarettes, kids. It's a waste of money. At least not back there. Go to the other side where Go the nurses the- from MV are smoking <laughs> and uh, throw your cigarettes in that pile so there's only one. Uh, I need to bring up one last thing before we get to the lightning round question. Sure. Um, I saw you... I, you have a... You run a couple different Twitter handles, I've noticed. Yes. You guys have your Uptown Twitter. I don't know if you run it all of them. You have you know, the Uptown one, the Uptown Improv Twitter handle. Uh, you have the Utica, you know, UTCA Twitter handle. And then you also have your own yes. personal Twitter. Now, I have this problem as well. I have a Uticast Twitter. I have my personal Twitter. And then theoretically, I can post from a couple different right. other fringe ones. Do you feel like you're always playing different characters when you end up doing this? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And it gets confusing, too, because I'll, I'll be on one, and I'll start tweeting or retweeting it as yes. if it's me, and I'm like, oh, that can't go out from the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm a little bit more pointed on my personal Twitter yeah. than I am. And, it, and it was, I was trying to debate this with Justin not too long ago. It's like, even though there's Sam Familaro, the Twitter character, right, the person SF Doom, who is ostensibly me, Right, that character isn't even the Sam Famolaro who hosts this show. Right. right? Yeah. They're all slight variations on one another. Yeah, I know. You're right. And in fact, I, I've been thinking the same thing. In fact, I've been thinking about getting another one. Yeah. Just so I can <laughs> really say what I want. Well, you posted, the, uh, you posted the Disney World ad with the Us audio. That was a really good one. <laughs> Which yeah. is one of the best. That was one of the better ones. Uh, I can't. been a couple tries. Some are just doing voiceovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was another one I saw. Maybe a Shining. A Shining one? A couple of them, yeah. That's the scariest ad I've seen this year. It's terrifying. Like, Disney's already got some cult vibes to it a little bit. (laughs) I just, just, how how bad do you need to go to Disney World right now? I mean, this is the same state where they've allowed wrestling to be an essential operating uh, business for the last three months because people need wrestling so yes. you know i love wrestling i would have been fine if they had stopped doing it for a little bit it's fine i'm just saying <laughs> uh Devin, i want to thank you for coming in here today of course man thank you for having me uh again july 25th uh uptown tonight it's from 8 p.m 8 p.m it'll be on our, our youtube page uh uptownimprov.co uh not co that's wrong again it'll be on our youtube <laughs> it'll be on our youtube page uh youtube slash uptown improv co uh and yeah buy a t-shirt check out our show um and uh come play with us you know we uh if anyone wants to get involved with the show reach out to us we're always open to to adding you know new folks and and uh making new fun stuff so we're always looking for musical guests so if you want to be a musical guest on the show reach out to us um we'd love to hear from you i'll talk to uh i'll talk to our co-host kevin see if he has any any help yeah that'd be a great idea 
Uh, all right, before I let you go, I got a couple quick lightning round questions yeah, for you. Uh, first one, I don't remember when the last time we spoke on the pod was, so did I ask you already who your favorite fictional villain is? Oh, no. Who's your favorite? Oh, I think you did. Did I? Yeah. All right, all right, so I'll move past Starscream. Starscream. <laughs> Starscream and Transformers, good. Well, give me a... Okay, here's one for you. I call this the, uh, I call this the Heaven Can Wait prospect, right? So let's say you came back and you got a chance to do this life over again yeah right you restart this life what's one skill that you admire in other people that you would learn but you feel like it's too late for you to learn now uh, i would like to play guitar play guitar like well well okay like yeah or learn like, early I've, been on. I've been trying the first four chords for like <laughs> 20 years okay yeah i was telling myself at 20 it was too late so <laughs> uh, um, but yeah like, i would love to learn guitar or uh, there's probably something more practical. But I was, I, that was just on my head because I was watching somebody play one today. I'm like, fuck, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Kevin and I were watching some YouTube video last night of, like, a guy who was doing, like, painting with, like, the, the, e- not the, not even a brush, like the little. Yeah, the little knife thing. The little knife. And I was like, man, like, it looks so easy. But it, I would make such a mess. And it feels like it's too late for me to learn yeah. fine art. As I get into my mid thirties, right? no, that's one you could pick up. They teach that to old ladies at home. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I can sit here and tell you you could pick up guitar because I know how to play guitar and I've right. played it for a fair, long time. Fair enough. Do you know what I'm saying? Neither like, one of us are gonna do these things. It's a comfort thing, like, and this is what yes. I tell people all the time with guitar. The hardest part about a guitar is picking it up and feeling comfortable with strumming it. Right. I'm not a great guitar solo player. Yeah. But I, I hit the strings and touch the stuff just fine because I've right. done it a billion times yeah, yeah, and yeah. I used to do it for a living, right? So even though I'm not Jimi Hendrix, I'm pretty comfortable with any guitar you give me or any drum set. If you don't know how to hold the thing correctly or if you feel even like a little worried strumming it, yeah. that's a that's a problem, yeah. right? That's the thing you have to get past before you can really get right. super comfortable. That's enough of that for now. Uh, and then... Uh, <laughs> no, I think one. that's a great idea. Like, you can't until you're... It has to become a part of you, right? Yeah. You just have to be... Second... And that's with anything, right? Anything you pick up, you just... That was the only reason that I was a good musician when I was a kid is because I could sing and play guitar at the same time. I wasn't a great guitar player, right. but just the fact that I could oh, hold that, forget something... that. I'd never be able to do that. That, that was... a. The only real true skill I think I had as a musician when I was a kid. Everything else I had to pick up from other places, right. but just musical theater and the ability to like sing while doing something else uh, was really helpful for yeah. me. Yeah, I'll bet. Uh, and then give me one book, album, movie, or television show you are currently reading, listening to, or watching during this time period. Uh, I'll give you two. I'm reading uh, Mr. Mike, the biography of uh, Mike O'Donohue. Mm. He was the first SNL head writer. Oh, okay. It's from Sequoia. Uh. So uh, I just got that. I tracked it down. And uh, I, uh, I don't know if you've seen any of those Netflix movies about uh, National Lampoon they've made in the last year mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the one that John Lennon played in that one where, okay. where all the celebrities <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, played, played those up. guys. Uh, uh, so that's a cool one. Uh, watching, we just wrapped it up, but... Uh, what We Do in the Shadows cool. on FX, I cool. think, is the best show on television right now, period. Comedy, anyway. So you're not watching Supermarket Sweep, which was just added to Netflix. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I will be. <laughs> it's on my radar. I saw you tweet about it with my good friend Aaron Higgins. Yeah. Um, that is a show that I used to go hunt for on YouTube, because I remember it growing up. And 
I don't think this show could exist today because people don't love corporate sponsorship right. the way they did in 1992. It was amazing. Like, the whole show is based around knowing, like, what, like, uh, the, the catchphrase for a particular type of cleaning detergent. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, all yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, I forgot that aspect yeah, of like it. like, you gotta know different brand names and, like, I was like... They never soon exist today. It would all have to be technology. My my favorite part was where they had to go around at the end and throw the most expensive shit in the cart. Yes, which I blew my cause I blew my nephew's mind. And vacation when I showed him this, I was like, "Those aren't real turkeys." He's like, "What do you mean? This is, this is a grocery store?" I'm like, "This isn't a grocery store. <laughs> this is set. This is not. There's no, no nothing is frozen. There's no frozen section. Like everything's." Also, that's a tiny woman who is hurling 20-pound turkeys into a cart with little effort. Those yeah, are not real. She's He-Man, if those are real. Yeah, she's She-Ra, the princess yeah, of power. Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, Devin, thank you so much Done. for phase two interviews here where we sit far away from each other with things on our face. I hope it sounds all right. Uh, I hope so, too. I, I, <laughs> I always appreciate the invite. Thank you so much no, for having me, man. Listen, man, I, I know how tough it is, uh, at least for how tough it's been for me, to try and keep putting out content yeah. in this period. Like yeah, just it's a slog. Because everything's a downer. Every news story we cover is a downer. Every, like, things about death or Trump or the presidency. Or There's been a lot of, like, not just the pandemic. It's been There's a, a lot shit of storm, stuff. Really. Yeah. Uh, and it's been tough, but you guys are really going out there and you're trying to make content and you're doing great work trying to make people smile and laugh and yeah, get well, a good thing going. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And again, I'll link everything for you folks. Kevin uh, Mahoney, one of our favorites here. All right, give it up for folks. Thanks, brother. Thank you so much. History lessons week. I uh, the first story and the last story are connected, and they're both uh, and they're kind of sad. Okay. So we'll start with the first one. On this day, seventeen eighty nine, the French Revolution happens as uh, French revolutionaries and mutinous troops storm and dismantle the Bastille, a royal fortress and prison that had come to symbolize the tyranny of the Bourbon monarchs. This dramatic action signaled the beginning of the French Revolution, a decade of political turmoil and terror in which King Louis the Sixteenth was overthrown, and tens of thousands of people, including the king and his wife, were executed. Mm. Uh, at the dawn of July 14th, a great crowd armed with muskets, swords, and various makeshift weapons began to gather around the Bastille. Uh, Laundry, uh, I lost his name. Where is it? Where's the guy's name? Ah, uh, Bernard René Jordan de Launay. What a name. What a name. Ber I'm just going to call him Launay. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Launay's men were able to hold the mob back, but as more and more Parisians were converging on the Bastille, uh, Launay raised a white flag of surrender over the fortress. Him and his men were taken into custody, uh, and upon arriving at the Hotel de Ville, uh, where Launay was to be arrested and tried as a revolutionary council, he was instead pulled away by the mob mm. and murdered, which is mm -hmm. pretty brutal. Mm -hmm. uh, capture of the Bastille symbolized the end of the on-scene regime and provided the French revolutionary cause with an irresistible with irresistible momentum. Mm -hmm. 
1792, just three years later, the monarchy was abolished, and Louis and his wife Marie Antoinette were sent to the guillotine for treason mm-hmm. in, 19, in 1793. French Revolution, uh, which is a cool section of history to talk about. Very cool section of history. Uh, they told you stop fucking with them. <laughs> Stop messing with those people. They said it. <laughs> they told you so many times. Uh, we're sadly going to come back to this story uh, at the end. So, uh, on this day, 1969, Apollo 11 departs Earth. Mm. Uh, it is the first U.S. lunar landing mission uh, launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida on a historic journey to the surface of mm. the moon. It traveled 240,000 miles in 76 hours. Mm. Uh, entered lunar orbit on July 19th. That seems kind of weird. It only takes, what is that? Like five days to get to the moon then, I suppose? What yeah. did I say it was? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's pretty, sh- I guess it's about five right. Five days? Yeah. <laughs> You're pretty fast. What you expect? I don't know. Two weeks? Two weeks. I guess, I, I don't know. We, I, uh, we're going to get to this You're going to take minute. that Honda? We're going <laughs> to. Two weeks to get to the moon? We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, there will be five more successful lunar landing missions and one unplanned lunar swing mission, Apollo 13, made famous in the movie mm-hmm. Apollo 13. Uh, the last man to walk on the moon was Eugene, uh, was astronaut Eugene Cernan and Harrison Schmidt on mm. the Apollo 17 missions, which left the lunar surface in 1972. We just not go to the moon anymore? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nothing there for us we anymore? We don't want to go to the moon anymore. Um, if anybody's ever seen... Oh, so many avenues to go here. I can't decide which one to take. Um, if anybody's ever seen the real-life documentary Apollo 18, you'll know why we don't go to the moon anymore. Uh, I see. The monsters that we found on the I dark side. Pretty, I see. pretty good popcorn flick. Um, I think it got to a point, or what it seems like, um, is that it became a bit of diminishing returns. Yeah. Once they got to the moon, there was only so much to do on the moon. Right. There's no resources to exploit. <laughs> Big time, big time, yeah, yeah. Absolutely no, yeah, there's nobody to bring freedom to. Um, yeah, anything like that. Uh, can't win any hearts and minds on Cold Dead Rock. No, but I think, I just, I don't know, like, because back then they didn't really have the wherewithal, I think, to start building, like, any kind of settlement or space station or, yeah. you know, even, like, building, you know, some sort of, like, whatever. Terraforming materials. Yeah, anything <laughs> like that. We're so far, we still can't do that. Can't do it yet. Um, well, that gets into my theoretical outrageous question of the week. Mm. Is if you... I've been thinking about the multiverse a lot lately. Okay. All right, so... Sure. I don't know why. I've just Dang, been thinking I mean, about it a lot. If... Would you take... If they offered you the opportunity to go into the multiverse... Where we got into like the Jetsons future, where space travel just like bing bang boom, we're flying around yes. all its. You like that one? No, no, that's not what I said. I'm, I'm not, oh, okay. I'm oh, here, okay. I hear okay. you. What's your question? Uh, would are you interested in that reality as opposed to our own, where we really invested in space thing, where instead of me thinking it takes two weeks to get to the moon, you can get there in like forty minutes? Can I come back? Yeah. To this part of the multiverse. Yeah, you. Oh, no, 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 you have to choose that. So if I go to, like, Jetsons Futurestown, do I go there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably not. Probably I not. I don't think I risk the loss of some of the fundamental core people and parts of my life right now for almost any reason. What if they exist in that multiverse? You hope, but how? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, like, you need a lot of assurances. Then where do you start cutting the line? I you think, know what I mean? I think if... I could trade places with the me in that multi-universe. That uh-huh. at verse, I'd be interested to see what the my relationship. With... I would definitely be interested to see. My concern is not being able to come back because you never know what you're going to get to. 
I'd be into this universe to visit. Ah, yes. I'm really, I, to I'm, visit. I'd visit like, the yeah, I'll visit this one. Yeah, don't, I don't want some sort of uh, Hotel California situation. You can check in, but you can never leave. Or I whatever. see. Check out, but you can never leave. Drugs? Uh, yeah, just like doing cocaine in the desert, I think. It's not and about the, the devil. devil. Well, everything was about the devil in the 80s and they were lying about satanic panic. The devil. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go to a multiverse where it's the 70s all the time. Would you? No, just for a minute. I don't know about that. Give me uh, like, let me be, yeah, give me like 95. 95, 95 96. 96. Uh, all right, and this day, 1988, we talk about it all the time. Die Hard debuted. Uh, Bruce Willis became a huge Correction. movie star. You talk about yeah, it all, all the time. time. <laughs> As I mentioned before, this is based on a Robert uh, Roderick Thorpe novel called Nothing Lasts Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also technically the sequel to a movie uh, that was... It's technically a sequel to a movie that was based on the book series. So if you're going in canon, John McClane should have been Frank Sinatra at 75 years old mm-hmm. instead of Bruce Willis at 35. But that's, that's a whole other downturn. We won't get into Bruce Willis because whatever... I will say, I love Alan Rickman in this movie. I think Hans mm-hmm. Gruber is one of my top action movie villains of all time, if you were mm-hmm. making a ranking, which I did not do this week. Uh, instead, what I did is I came up with a list of some go-to action classics that we're going to rattle through real quick. And okay. If there's any I missed on here... I can't wait. You let me know. I will. Do you like an action movie first off as opposed... Like, yeah. I would yeah, say, yeah. If, I sure. was, if I was guessing, you would. I would rank it... You put horror movies above action movies. You'd rather watch... Certainly. A horror movie over an action Certainly. movie. For for the most, I'm I'm well aware that things have their time and their place. Um, if I'm watching by myself, yeah, I'll always take a horror movie over an action movie. Um, I'm watching the right circumstance, but I'm aware that sometimes horror movie is not the right movie for the room or the crowd or the time and circumstance. And by the way, I before anyone asks, no, Triple Frontier is not yet on this list. It will be eventually when I watch it. Unbelievable! Uh, Unbelievable that you've skipped it this far. <laughs> So I'm going to throw a couple hard ones out right off the bat that you'll probably naysay. Uh, for me, it's RoboCop and Demolition Man 2. I love to watch all the time. Mm. Uh, those mm. are sort of borderline sci-fi action movies, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I think it's not all... Yeah, that's a, a subgenre of action, but still an action movie. Uh, what about The Rock? That's the movie I put on here the for Rock you. The Rock is top, yeah. You put that... I understand you put that on there for me because it's quite possibly the best action movie. It's probably the best... Stop. It's probably the best overall action movie in terms of like quality of the everything about it the acting it's so good it's funny but it's also got real good action sequences mm-hmm. i think sometimes movies sort of struggle to mm-hmm. hit like a middle ground between... well, it's a really they've got like a really like kind of an interesting unique take on a plot they've got a lot of actors doing yeah. really well like ed harris is killing it it's probably my apex mountain for nicholas cage uh, sean connery's excellent in it um yeah i think uh i love the rock guy? i Ed Harris. Ed Harris. He's the best. Yeah, yeah, he's great. And then he has a change of heart, and the other guys, Candyman and that guy with the Candyman. weird face, become the bad guys. David Morse is in it as Ed Harris is number two. David Morse is good. That guy for me. Early Bokeem Woodbine performance. He was in Twelve Monkeys. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Rock's high. I put Face Off here next. Mm. Face Off, much sillier. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I find this movie to be very rewatchable. Mm-hmm. Incredibly rewatchable. I'm not going to get into this argument with you that I did where I look like a fool when I tried to pitch Face Off as better than The Rock. Oh, yeah. I was, no, that's... I was sadly shut down. It's so silly. It's so... What a take. Uh, what about Mad Max Fury Road? Is this a... Is this count as an action movie? 100%, yeah. Yeah, sci-fi. Top, top tier. Top tier. I top love tier. this movie. Could make a real argument for it being the most... The best, most well-done, well-executed action movie of all time. A lot of, like, cinephiles and cinema folks would 
gladly hear that argument. I mean, I'm for it. I, I love that movie. It was the most visceral movie experience I've ever had, like, going by myself. I wish I had gone to the theaters to see it. Yeah. I really, was, really wish was... that I got in the theaters to see it. Uh, I got into a couple other weird ones here. Skyfall, which I'm going to make you watch sometime. You're big on Skyfall. It's really... You know the thing will be with Skyfall, I'll be like, oh, these are this, I've seen these ten scenes on YouTube, so now here's all the filler in. The filler in's good, though. It's good filler. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't I'll, I put it this way. For anyone who's like, James Bond, I don't care about James Bond. No, no. But Skyfall is a great movie. I hear that like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I put Speed and Bad Boys here in this mm, next part Bad of the Boys list. Bad Boys 2 is better than Bad Boys. How's that for a controversial <laughs> take? Yeah. And it's not even particularly close, as a matter of fact. It's, did you watch Bad Boys for Life? Uh, no, but I will probably oh, at some I, point. Yeah. No, Bad Boys Two. I'll I'll ride or die for Bad Boys Two as well. What are your thoughts on Speed though? Uh, Speed's okay. I think Speed's kind of underrated now. Yeah, a little bit probably. It's a pretty sort of small in its scope for the plot of action movies. Well, that's kind of what what's mean? nice about it. Yeah, yeah, a little more intimate. An, in- <laughs> an yeah. intimate action movie. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock really like at a good place in her mm-hmm. acting career. Like really just like yeah, oh yeah. who's this? Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then K and then he or, no what's his. Keanu is like in a weird spot too. He's like young Keanu here. It's mm. pre-Matrix Keanu. Okay. It's a good and then Jeff Daniels. Yes. And then what's his name? This guy. Hopper. Dennis Hopper. He's in there. That's right. Yeah. He is. Hey, hot shot. You mm. in the Arizona Wildcat. Whatever it is. Yeah. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh what are your thoughts on Taken? I've never seen Taken. Oh, Holy. dude, Taken's awesome. So- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taken's great. 100 percent Big time. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that movie has been memeified a little bit for me. Where I feel like it'd be silly to watch it seriously False. now. No, you don't, you don't have to watch it seriously. <laughs> Nobody's asking you to watch it seriously. Uh, what about Predator? That's a movie we watched a bunch of times. Now you're getting a little sci-fi action. Uh, here. Yeah, Predator's fine. A little early. When I think of action movies, and probably just because of part of the time I grew up, I really think about like a certain like groove in time period. You know what I mean? Well, True Lies for you is that the end of eh, the Eraser? No, True Lies is certainly not the end. Um, I think Terminator 2 is one that is mm-hmm. like, again, you're sort of bordering on that sci-fi. Al- that, that almost rises above. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, it's still an action movie, but it almost rises above the action. I'm a big First Blood guy. Mm. Like Rambo First Blood, the original one. Yeah, yeah. But that's borderline not an action movie. Uh-huh. That's like a movie about a, a troubled Green Beret who mm-hmm. gets pulled into a situation beyond his control mm-hmm. and has to defend himself against racist cops, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not like it's not until you get into the later Rambo movies that he's out there, like holding two M16s right. and firing yeah, yeah. Uh, grenades with questionable allies. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then I put up like Hot Fuzz as honorable mention as sort of a send up okay. of of action movies. Anything okay. I missed? Oh my god! So here, all right, what couple you got? things. Um, it's like borderline gross negligence that you didn't talk about Point Break, but you want to come at me with speed. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, um, whatever. <laughs> All right, point break. Yes, <laughs> whatever about that. Um, uh, other great, other great action movies. Uh, you have to mention Con Air. If we talk about wild Nicholas Cage yep. stuff, Con Air is the real number two in the Rock Con Air Face Off type thing. You like Con Air more than Face Off? Oh yeah, Face Off is too self-aware and silly, and that Ja Rule stylized like American guys doing a Japanese movie sort of thing is just a little different than what Con Air is. I had Con Air on VHS as a kid. That's fair. And I watched Face it Off's a, a little more times. gonzo for me. It's a little if wild. That makes sense. I think the first half of Face Off is amazing, and That's then fair. it kind of tails off a little bit. 
I think Conair has like a nice consistent tone the whole way through. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I feel like I'm missing stuff for like Chappelle's in it for like a minute. Right. Like Buscemi's in it for a minute. I want a little more from yeah, everybody. Yeah. Well, especially with those guys. Well, because everybody who's in it is a guy. Because you got Malkovich, you got Vic Rames, you got Cusack, you I got all these people. Malkovich's my guy in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus Zavira's my guy. Yeah, yeah. So you've got those definitely. Um, I also got to go to bat for Rock and Roller, the Guy Ritchie movie. Mm. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. That's is awesome. Snatch an action that movie? one's a lot of fun. Snatch is probably not an action movie. The gangster movie. Yeah, a little more of a gangster movie. There's a lot of. I've watched a lot of weird Statham movies, like The Transporter. We've got a good friend of the podcast, our yeah. buddy Dave. He loves an action movie. He'd be the guy here because he's the one who sees every kind of weird action movie that comes out. He watches them all. So he's always got to take... So he's shown me a lot of movies that I don't remember the name of. Really like random like Statham movies or mm. people like that that are always really good. Yeah. Um, and also, you got to mention Fast and Furious just because it's Fast and Furious. It's yeah. such a big thing. And I ride for the original Triple X with Vin Diesel. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware that people have incorrect <laughs> takes about that. But I'm here... You know, they booed him because uh, he told them the truth, I think, is where we are. Uh, on this day, 2006, uh, Twitter launches. I feel like we talk about this one every time it comes around uh, in the years. The, this was the Twitter launch year. I got a quick question. Is something like Braveheart an action movie? Or like a war movie? Is something like Saving Private Ryan? Mm, I think Saving or, Private Ryan borders on an action movie because it's all set pieces. Yeah, because right? they're always like the fighting. I there's wonder. a lot of... Or something like a, like a 1917. Is that like an action movie? I think any war movie. Mm. War movies... Oh, no, I was going to make the... Not all action movies are war movies. Not not all war movies are action movies, but no. No. I I see what you're doing. Nope. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I know what you're doing. Uh, Yeah, I think that you get into like a cerebral uh, war movie, though, sometimes. Mm. You get into like some, like Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, which is less about like... We're gonna storm the beaches of Normandy yeah, more yeah, like about the psychological effects of war. So I think you can go a lot of different. Rain direct- of Fire. Rain of Fire movie? is an action. Is a Godzilla movie an action movie? Is Apocalypto an action movie? I think it is. Is Mel Gibson's The Patriot an action movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Twitter launches 2006. We don't need to get into all the details here, uh, but we had this conversation uh, off uh, off camera, and I wanted to bring it on off camera, off recording, and I wanted to bring it on. If you, if your grandkids mm. found your social media profiles, which of them would you want them to find as it would leave the best legacy? Mm. Your Facebook, your Instagram, there's Twitter. I even put like MySpace and Reddit not and stuff. My, not MySpace. Um, <laughs> I don't count Reddit as the same kind of thing with those because that's not really like I've got my profile, here's me doing my posts. So, so I'm Facebook, gonna, I'm going to discount that. Face, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter then? Yeah, out of those three, um, maybe Facebook, because you would get the most history. Instagram would be the most well-curated, but with Facebook, you would get the most actual history. Um, and Twitter, I, tw- Twitter's just whatever. It's just like words, you know what I mean, for the most part. I think I said is that Twitter is cynical, and Facebook is earnest to a certain extent. Mm. It feels like a lot more like your parents post and stuff, and like people you know. It's a little more, oh, yeah, you know that, what I mean? that, yeah, for sure. Uh, and Instagram feels aspirational. It's yeah. all the great, okay, highlighted, curated, the greatest single meal you've had in two months, the right. best vacation you've been on in a year and a half. Hashtag, I, take, hashtag take me back. Yeah, thanks, you got to do take me back posts for the rest of the year. <laughs> Every time you're feeling a little lonely, <laughs> just put up a picture of yourself in your swim trunks on the beach with your sunglasses back to on. Huron. Take me back. 
Uh, yeah, so I think I'd probably want people to find my Instagram because they would think I was yeah much cooler and more refined yeah than I am in real. But life. if it was my actual like family and people, because like as somebody who, um, you know, I know a good amount. I'm lucky to know a good amount about some of my grandparents and family, and you know, have people that are like you know still alive, um, extendedly and things like that. On my mom's side, there's a lot I would like to know more about my dad's side that I don't have as much access. So the information doesn't really exist the same way. So if it was me trying to find out about the people, I would rather find out the stuff I learn on Facebook so I could get like 10 years of like concise history with like actual information about where you've been, who your friends were, and what you were into and what you talked about and all that, and like all the different yeah. pictures, the stuff you were tagged in. But like, yeah, the Instagram is certainly, you know, the aspirates. It's, it's, more, it's a more curated experience. Yes. All right, back to the back to history. This was sad when I said in the state twenty sixteen, terrorist truck uh, drive a truck through a Bastille Day celebration. Remember, mm. I said Bastille Day was coming back. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. On this day, July fourteenth, twenty sixteen, thousands gathered around the seafront in Nice, France, to celebrate Bastille Day when a uh, when someone drives through the pedestrian field court in their car. Uh, Eighty six people were killed, including ten children and three hundred and four spectators were injured. Gross stuff. Terrible. You hate to see it. Uh, but again, like, it's... Over... I, I, go ahead. No, I, when people think that they don't remember... You know, people don't remember history. Like, that's like a, you know... People don't remember anything. It, we've had <sighs> we've had over 60 incidences of vehicles driving into protesters this year in America. Mm. People don't know because it doesn't... I mean, it doesn't get the coverage. You know what I mean? People are still protesting every day in Washington, all these big cities. It's just not on TV anymore. It's why I can't imagine the notion of driving my car into... A, it's just, it's so It's cold-hearted, brutal, evil shit. And it's so cowardly, think, too, yeah. though. It's so, it's, I mean, any kind of attack, like, I think, like, that shows of violence are almost always cowardly, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's specifically, specifically pretty cowardly to just, like, floor it and run into a crowd. You know what I mean? I'm not surprised that the people who do this kind of thing turn out to be cowards, because you yeah. sort of have to be, but... Yeah, man, it's gross. But to do it in this moment of celebration, too, to celebrate this important moment in French mm-hmm. history, in this crowd, 30,000 spectators, like moments of fireworks. And I just think about the people who were in that crowd celebrating mm-hmm. their heritage and their history and enjoying... Well, and it's and it's, a, it's just like, I mean, imagine it here. It's holiday weekend. People are out there. People got families. People got kids. People sitting out on their least favorite blanket. You know what I mean? <laughs> Drinking iced tea. Like, doing the whole thing, just like we talked about. Uh, all right. So, just again, remember, folks, don't forget about history. Mm-hmm. Think about what happened. I don't know. Don't read, read more about the French Revolution. Read, yeah, French Revolution. Learn more. Uh, let's talk about something a little uh, closer to home that happened today, and a little, mm-hmm. I guess, more lighthearted. The Washington Redskins have decided to drop their controversial team name following pressure from sponsors like FedEx. I am going to go out on a limb and say that whites on the internet are very displeased uh, because yeah. they got woke cancel cultured. <laughs> I think they did. They got they woke, did. cancel cultured, and so they virtue signaled um, Hillary's emails. They did. Okay, nice. Uh, nice. D- team owner Dan Snyder had said for years that he would never change the name. He's like, right. you can, uh, you'll have to kick me off the team. I'll never I do it. I am a racist. Uh, yes, I have a lot of money. <laughs> uh, but amid, what he was saying. But amid protests over p- police brutality and racism, major sponsors, including FedEx, Nike, Pepsi, and Bank of America, all called on him to uh, change the name mm-hmm. because that's how things change now. Because the people have the power and the power of the consumer and to put the pressure on. Remember that. 
so yeah, it's happening. Today was the day. They did were... they did they choose what it's going to be? Well, no. So that's an interesting story. I, I saw I... those Red Tails logos. It's a no-brainer. It's better than Redskins anyway. It's and you still get your stupid Native American face. Hey, <laughs> I think what really gets me is uh, they announced today yeah. they're retiring the name so they can get the news out there. But because there's like a legal battle about what they want to change the name to, they won't announce what the name will be until later this week. Mm. Right? So they, they want to get the story out here. Yeah. Even though they haven't totally finished the process of buying the name they want. Right? Of course. Which makes me think they don't have a... They probably have like a an A and B scenario here. Right? Sure. There are three names that are being floated around as potential mm. names. Uh, the first one is real generic. It's just Warriors. Dumb. Washington Warriors. Dumb. Fine. Second one... Uh, is Red Tails, which is the one that's the most popular, uh, based, of course, on the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's very, it's getting a lot of traction. That's the most popular. There is some rumbling of Red Wolves, the Washington Red Wolves, which mm. is the other third name that's going Better around. than Warriors. Better than Warriors. Uh, I, I had heard somewhere along the way, and, and again, don't quote me on this necessarily, it's just like I saw something on the internet about this. Mm. They want something based in military history, right? Uh-huh. Apparently there is some sort of red. Well, wolves. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're trying to throw red meat to their like racist supporters. <laughs> so they they want it to be based. Those folks love to pretend to love the military. Right? <laughs> so yeah, those are your three options. Red tails seems like the one that it's going to mm. be when they announce it. Seems to be the case. Mm. I also imagine that one probably is tough the to logo, get. The logo? Do you see the logos? I have seen a couple of different logos Flames. for them. Yeah, Flames. yeah, they're pretty strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised it didn't happen earlier. Um, but yeah, here we are. This is the world we live in now. Boy, we, we went really far off state. What else did I have in here? Who knows? Um, Just hit it. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, did you see that uh, Native American rights uh, got a big bonus this week when Oklahoma, uh, much of eastern Oklahoma, is now Indian Reservation? Yeah, yeah. Nah, I did see that. I think it's good. I'm into it. <laughs> So we'll give them half of Oklahoma. That's yeah. the least we could do, I think. <laughs> Potentially one of the most consequential legal victories for Native Americans in decades. It could have far-reaching implications for the people who live across, uh, live across what the court affirmed was Indian country. Uh, the lands include much of Tulsa, Oklahoma's uh, much of Tulsa, which is Oklahoma's second biggest city. I don't necessarily know exactly what that means going forward, but wild. What a wild yeah. story! I couldn't believe it. I read. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's like a, here's some bad radio. You can see the picture of it. Mm. Yeah, give them, we stole all the stuff from them. Give them something back. I mean, there's so much land. Like when you get out and you get out in the you know the plains country like that, we can certainly make some concessions at this point. Um, all right, what else do we see here? Uh, this is also from Vox this week. Uh, just four states met the basic criteria to open and mm. stay safe during coronavirus. One of those states certainly was not uh, Florida. No. Uh, Ron DeSantis out here earlier this week, this is from Politico on the 9th, where he said, if Walmart is open, schools should also be open. So mm. that was his... What a garbage take. <laughs> it's impressive to me that these people can say this with a straight face. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't be able to help but laugh. Big, yeah, it'd be tough to not laugh yeah. in their face, right? To just be like, you gotta be... I love when people say stuff like that, or like they'll regurgitate, like retweet slash regurgitate something like that, repost it on Facebook or whatever... Like, thinking they made a point. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, you don't understand how yeah. silly that statement is. Like, instantly on its face, it's, it's wild to me. I watched Betsy DeVos uh, do, like, a two-and-a-half-minute, like, tap dance away from an actual mm-hmm. answer to a question last week on, on She Was Getting Pushed about mm-hmm. whether or not they would push... Like, why isn't there a basic 
formula for schools to open and if, yeah. and if, and if there isn't one why isn't there one yes. and if there is one why don't you know it right. as the secretary of education right and she was just like privatize 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 mm-hmm. privatize yeah privatize and mm-hmm. i was like oh, you said just nothing mm-hmm. not a thing oh man what a dark twisted world we live in so let's do something a little bit lighter i found this article about it's called will this cheese nacho Ooh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's a variety of cheeses uh, that the takeout tried as nachos. Uh, I'm just going to go through the list. You tell me if you're interested in it. If I'm interested in the cheese, in the cheese. as a nacho topping? Yeah. Okay. What is Cotija cheese? You know this one? Cotija. Uh, Cotija yeah, cheese. It's a Mexican. It's a hard Mexican cheese. Uh, breaks up similar to like a feta mm. kind of. So you'll see it on a lot of Mexican style street tacos. And you get a little bit more authentic closer to the border like California or hipper places but it comes in a wheel it breaks off similar to a feta or like a parmesan kind of mm-hmm. cheese so it's like a, a drier finishing cheese but it doesn't melt uh it's similar to like a parmesan or something like that it's got a really really high melt point mm. it's a pretty firm and hard cheese but it's delicious and a great topic in your tacos thick creamy and salty uh mm-hmm. the takeout says this cheese does indeed nacho mm-hmm. you can uh, put it on your nachos <laughs> it's not gonna melt <laughs> uh sharp provolone mm. i'm gonna throw this out here for you folks when i make macaroni and cheese and if mm. I have, like, sliced provolone, I will cut it up and throw it in there because gotcha. provolone has a great melt. And it's got a great little flavor, a little subtle mm. flavor that it adds, uh, especially in combination with uh, a brighter cheese. That's mm. my that's my cheesemonger take of I the mean, day. I'm, I'm a big provolone fan, so yeah. Provolone's high on my list as an yeah. Italian. Uh, I wouldn't reach for it for nachos. That's not really the place for it for me, but, you know, for I'm nachos, never mad to see the provolone show up. If you melted a big thing of... You would have to like shred it, yeah. Yeah, shred it. Pro- I bet you it's good. Probably. It probably doesn't taste like Mexican nachos. Though. No, that's the thing. You would have to yeah. probably pivot over and make it more like an anapasta style nacho with like a pasta chip as opposed to a tortilla chip. Someone said it was like a mac and cheese cup is what it felt like. It had like a certain sort of richness to it in that yeah, way. that's fair. Aged cheddar, like an eight-year aged cheddar. I feel like you kind of waste yourself when you're making nachos if you use too nice of a cheddar definitely you almost want like a definitely. like a mild to mm-hmm. like a light sharp yeah. i don't know yeah yeah you gotta you yeah you don't want to be melting your nice cheese you gotta pair it up with some nice crackers and some nice meats like an adult with your adult lunchables and make yourself a little charcuterie board <laughs> i'm gonna throw you two that i don't know very well how about some french camembert you ever try that uh i have had i've tried some camembert cheese uh, i feel like it wouldn't really nacho it's like more of a it's a softer like creamy cheese they, i believe they called it lay sad yeah <laughs> um uh, and then a 12 month Age manchego which mm, i'm not familiar with what that is but it sounds good probably another like it'd be if that's one of those things, if you go in somewhere and they say that's on your nachos, you're just like, well, no wonder the nachos are $19. <laughs> uh, this one just says, good-ass Parmesan. Yo. Uh, yeah, I mean. They said it Parmesan. was a stupid use of money. Yes. <laughs> Got really gluey. However, they said the Velveeta and Rotel. The classic. The classic the is classic. still the way to go. Uh, then there's something called Stilton, mm-hmm. Sheep's Milk Feta, Smoked Gouda. I ate some Gouda that my oh, sister brought I love me. smoked Gouda. I love Gouda. And they ranked it out like this. Here's their top five was Cochita, Cojita, Cotilla. Did I say it wrong? What? Smoked Gouda, Provolone, mm. Velveeta, and Parmesan. That was their top five. That makes sense. So there you go. Will it nacho? Apparently. Uh, wild to not see Monterey Jack on there. I feel like Monterey Jack is a, or I, Colby Jack is an excellent nacho cheese. I think they were doing a whole, like, not 
like regular cheeses cheese. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Like I think they were doing like all sorts of wild cheeses. Okay, I said they threw me off by putting the cotija up front because that's such a Mexican cheese. No, I guess you're right. Maybe well, regardless, some... these folks make well, nachos. Uh, what else did I have? Do I have anything else for you? Oh, uh, do you have a Spotify pick? I didn't really have a huge Spotify run this week. I was just listening. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. <laughs> Head on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Randall. We see you out there, big homie. Nice to see you yeah. at the party. Jesus and Mary Chain. New Order. A lot of New Order this mm-hmm. week. A little Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Just Can't Get Enough, which yeah, is a good track. A lot of that stuff. Um, well, 80s New Wave. There's my pick for Spotify You've this always week. got that. I'm trying to think off. I'm on the spot here a little bit because I know you're going to ask me. Um, but there is. I was putting together. I was putting aside some things in case we had to go and make the whole list. Um. No, I got nothing for you. Nothing. I got nothing for you right now. Listen to. Uh, I've listened to what Sam says. Whatever music you want to listen to, listen to that this week. They closing down the Dakota Access Pipeline. Yes. No. Is yeah. That a thing. Love yeah, to yeah. see it. Love to see it. That was the win. That big was a win. Big win. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it, folks. Uh, sign our humanoids. Keep it tight. Thanks once again to Devin Mahoney from uh, UTCA NY, of course, Uptown Improv. Uh, that's it. Uh, keep it tight. Woodstock lives. Uh, the tape machines are rolling. Oh, you can follow Kevin at underscore Kevin Sullivan. You follow I'm me tweeting at a little bit now. Tweeting now. I'm tweeting just a little bit. Uh, follow me at SF. Do you follow the show at Uticast? Follow Heather at Heather Waz1. Send her your love. Tell her we miss her because we do. Uh, the tape machines are rolling. We are desperately, desperately out of time, folks. We will see you next week on another episode of the Uticast. Take care, folks. Be safe out there.